See how quiet they got? You don't have to say anything. Just come up here. Good Sunday morning, church. There you go. Uh, shine, Jesus, shine, and ho oh, how I love Jesus.
Amen. Be seated. You have no bulletin. Do you realize that? Do you want to know why? because God is good that's why we don't have a bulletin because last Sunday afternoon our Mary Lou was in a car accident her car was totaled and she was beat up and she's had a week of rest and we didn't need a bulletin because we were praising God because she was okay so if you're offended this morning because you don't have a bulletin you'll get over it Join me in prayer, if you would. Thank you, Savior. Thank you for your healing touch. Thank you for your protection around Mary Lou. Lord, it helps us to put things into perspective. The things that are truly important. the things that truly matter, the ones we truly love. So, Father, all we need is you. We need the Holy Spirit to descend upon us this day. The Spirit was here before we arrived. And then as each of us gathered this morning, there's power through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us what you'd have us here this day, Father. And when we leave here this morning, that we know without a doubt we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. We are creatures of habit. The only announcement that I know for sure well, two of them. Uh, Thursday's the food truck, so we need food truck helpers. Uh, food distribution at regular time, so if you're able to help at 1 o'clock. I know that for certain. And then I know I have to give blood at the VA tomorrow morning. That's all I know. Anybody know anything? Read the TV. Oh, read the TV. Read the TV, he said. Bible study tomorrow, at, Tuesday at Liebler's at 7.30. Okay. It's time for young disciples.
thought so. Okay. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that gives more variety to my, uh, my gift pack there. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened in the Bible a long time ago with Joshua and the army of Israel. And they came to Jericho. God wanted them to take Jericho, the town. But they had huge walls built up, and they couldn't get through. So God told them, told Joshua, to take the army around the city for six days, march around, and blow the ram's horn. And then on the set, so they did that for six days. They went around one time. And on the seventh day, God told them, to go around seven times. And on the seventh time, to have the seven priests blow the shofar or the ram's horn. And you know what? And then all the people shouted. Do you know what happened after that? After they blew the ram's horn and they, all the people shouted, the walls fell down. And then Joshua and the the army of Israel were able to go in and take the city. And what they used, I want to show you something. This is what the priests used. This was their ram's horn. This is what they blew into. Something like that, similar to this. So, what I'm thinking is today, we're going to say a little prayer, and I'm going to have you guys count to seven, and then I'm going to try really hard to blow this, okay? It's really hard. Miss Ray was going to laugh at me because I didn't take trumpet class. At her. Notice I'm walking out of here. So our prayer before, before we do, boys, a prayer before we do is that we are going to pray Heavenly Father, we pray that after these young warriors count to seven, we're going to blow this ram's horn, and that all the walls in everybody's hearts that keeps us from you, Father, are going to come tumbling down, and that we can have a closer relationship with you, and that we can know your son better, your son Jesus, and that we can learn to love him and speak with him and hear him. Okay? So... I want you guys to count to seven. One in a minute, I want you to count to seven. And then I'm going to blow this, supposedly. And then I want you guys to yell. As you get to yell in church today. I'm going to allow it, okay? I want you to yell, Jesus, as loud as you can. Can you do that? Can we practice one time? Just yelling, Jesus? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Yell it. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. All right. Can you count to seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Treat giver. 
No. Okay, did you get one? Thank you. I'm out purple. Need all the wind I have. <laughs> you know that, that's a pretty good problem that we had. That two show up for young disciples. That is awesome. Joys and concerns. Well, I have a joy and a concern, or a couple of concerns, but uh, this week I got to get a trailer and got to uh, go down to Kentucky and bring my motorcycle back. Uh, it's, it's fine, everything is, there's not a scratch on it really from where I fell. And uh, we appreciate your prayers for all the things. My, my concern is my friend Mike and Dawn, Dawn has cancer. Their daughter has COVID and she's in Muskegon and they can't go see her. And it's just a, a really sad thing. And also remember all my friends in Kentucky that took us for the rides. It was pretty awesome. So thank you. So you, you spilled your bike when you were down there? Pardon me? You spilled your bike when you were down there last yeah. week? You were on... Yeah, when I was down there, right just before we got to the motel, the crest of the road was like this, and 
my legs on one side was long enough, the other side was too short. So it slammed me, we was at a stoplight and it slammed me right to the cement. So uh, I had all my leathers and my helmet on and I got a little niche in the helmet and I got several bruised ribs. I had them all checked and there's not a crack or a break. And I don't have any scratches on me or anything. It's, God is so good. So how'd you get back from Kentucky? We, we had a chase vehicle riding behind us and I got to ride in the car and, and got to go on all the rides with the rest of the guys. And I got several pictures and it was really awesome. We went to the Ark and if you guys have never been there, put it on your list. You got any pictures of you laying on the concrete? <laughs> I'm going to ask him when we have a meeting on Tuesday. I'm going to see if somebody did. <laughs> they said it was so fast, it's unbelievable. How long have you been riding a motorcycle? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Thank you. I've been on a motorcycle twice in my life. Been over to Hanover both times. <laughs> so I'm not a loud one. I want to thank God for his grace. Mm. And also I'd like prayers for my friend Jim's son. He cut his thumb off on Friday, and hopefully they're going to reattach it. But he's in a lot of pain, so he needs some prayers. How did he do that? Didn't his dad just shoot himself in the finger not long ago? Wow. I was over to see Cindy Rugenstein last night, and she came out to visit and everything. She looks pretty good, and she thanked everybody for the prayers. I'd like everybody to say a prayer for Ross McGiver. Tuesday, he's got to have open-heart surgery and triple bypass done. Church, over here. Diana. Cindy had that, um, whatever you call it, that she had this week to see about the blockage in her heart. There was not a blockage when they got in there. But the doctor still said there's something the matter with her heart, so she's been going through more testing this week. But we do thank you very much for all your prayers. And God is good. At least there wasn't a blockage. Amen. Anyone else? I'd ask for prayer for the next till through Wednesday um, for our grandson's football team. They're at football camp at Kinsley, Michigan. We went up there yesterday and um, took their food truck and helped them unpack and, and set up camp. But there's about 40 boys ranging from 14 to 16. And um, they're going canoeing today on the Manistee. And um, I, I'm a little itchy about that. But they, uh, they are there to play 
train and to have a good time and bond. And I just pray for their safety. There is no swimmer's itch in the Manistee, so you don't have to worry about that. Who's the black Dodge pickup truck out here with that camper on it? No, I wasn't worried about it. I was wondering how we get a ride. It had some kayaks on it. Oh, they moved it? They, they moved it when we were greeting out there. It's just so nice to have my mom back in church and to have Judy back in church with us also. They have both of them. I, I think the neighbors must have got together and... <laughs> Mom said, thanks for all the prayers. And we are very thankful for the care she received at Port Huron-McLaren um, down there on the fourth floor, the, the COVID floor. Yeah. Anyone else? This young man's got his hand up out front next to Nick. His is unspoken request. Yes. <laughs> so you get outside and then he lets it. Let's talk to the father. Your grace is sufficient for thee. Thank you for your angels who protect our loved ones. Thank you for those nurses in the hospitals that care for our loved ones. Thank you when one doctor says you have major blockage and then they find there is no blockage. We thank you that you're still the great physician. We're not quite sure how Jim's son cut his thumb off, Father. But the amazing thing is we live in a land where they can put it back on. They've rebuilt Cindy Rugenstein's neck again with a new rod and new screws. And we pray for healing. We lift up Ross, who has a heart procedure coming up. We lift up football camps and young boys and coaches 
there are unspoken requests. Father, thank you that we live in a land of abundance. Thank you for the protection you had on Ed when he laid his motorcycle down. Father, there were some tornadoes in Michigan last night. A lot of property was destroyed. Thank you that you speak to the wind and it calms. Thank you for the privilege to serve in the church. Thank you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. Father, help us just to reach out and touch the hem of your garment. I lift up a sore foot. that you might touch it and healing would take place. As camp meeting begins this day at Simpson Park Camp, we lift up the evangelist to you and the young people that will come and encounter Christ for the first time. Lord, you revealed to me this week just how precious Mary Lou is. And I got to admit, I'm lost in this office without her. Thank you, Father. Father, in Grayling, they're having a canoe marathon. And men and women are paddling through the night. Would you seek safety for them? And reassure Grandma as these young people go kayaking and canoeing that you will keep them safe. Thank you, Father. Now as you hear us as we pray, as we pray our Father. I still don't have all the details for uh, 
the celebration of life for Gloria Mahaffey. Uh, I did talk to the, one of the daughters this week, and they'll be contacting me this week, and I'll know more about the details when that celebration of life will be. Ushers, if you would gather. Father, thank you for the faithfulness of these two ushers this morning and for the faithfulness of the folks in this church. It reminds us that we're all in this together. From the youngest to the oldest, you've called us all to the same task, to make disciples. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. What a privilege. You allow us to bring tithes, gifts, and offerings, and our brothers lay them on the altar. We ask your blessing upon them, Father, that you would touch it, multiply it, and allow us to continue to be the church of Jesus Christ. We praise you, Father. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. That's pretty good. Anybody else forget to put your money in? <laughs> There's always time. Don't go yet. 
because Elizabeth has Elizabeth has a special. I'd like the little people to hear it. Um, if you'll indulge me for just a minute, um, for those of you that know me, know that I'm I'm not uncomfortable in the spotlight. It doesn't bother me. Okay, that doesn't mean I look for it. Um, it's kind of one of those things that came with my job. It was, you know, I knew what my life was going to be like when I chose this, when I chose the profession. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you this now because I'm, I'm going to sing a song for you today that um, I wasn't really going to sing for you. At some point, wasn't, I wasn't going to do it because um, when I sing, sometimes... Um, that part, I don't, I don't like the part about me being in the spotlight. I don't mind the gift um, that I was given, but um, when I'm singing in church, I'm always singing for an audience of one, and it, it's not really about me. So um, the reason I wasn't going to sing it for you is because I wrote it, and I wasn't even going to tell you that. <laughs> um, but there were four people that knew I was reading, making this song, and um, I've had it done since April, but it's taken me this long to, to do it. And um, it's called Peace Be Still, and the reason you're hearing it is because as soon as I told somebody the title, um, I kept hearing that over and over again, Peace Be Still, everywhere. Somebody would say it in a sentence, I'd hear it in like six songs on the radio. <laughs> it would be in pastor's sermon, just in a random spot. And um, the song is about listening. And um, God was telling me to listen and uh, telling me to do it. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to tell you my journey on this because the only songs I've ever written were for things that I needed to at school, like the time that some kids needed a... They wanted to play flute, saxophone, trombone, and timpani all together, which is a very weird combination. So I had to write something. So I've never written anything like this before. And I, I know it's going to be fine, but um, I, I'm a little nervous about it because it's been a, been a journey. But peace be still. God said, listen, listen, here it is. Peace be still, the three hardest words to come your way. When you're running round in circles in the middle of the fray. Peace be still, too many things are in the way. You cannot see things clearly. And it's more than you can take. Stop and listen to the words God has in your darkest night. Discard your to find peace, you must be still. 
peace be still. Release your fear and your shame. Please don't hold on to your burdens. He'll take them all away. Peace be still. The Lord will give you what you need. His love is all around you. It's around you like the sea, like the sea. When you listen to words God has in your darkest night, discard your will to find peace. You must be still. You know the Lord has a way of working things out, even in your times of doubt. Trust in Him to bring you peace. Be still and let Him to the Lord, listen 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 to the Lord. Listen to the word. To find peace, you must be still. When you lost your way, and pray. When you need the Lord to say, in your darkest night, discard your will. To find peace, you must be still. To find peace, be You know, it's amazing that uh, when I came to church this morning and I put my hearing aids in, that the batteries went dead. So I had to run home and get new batteries. Sitting next to you when you sang that song, my batteries work really good. Thank you. Thank you for your music ministry to us. I don't think more highly of myself than I should. And I don't think that uh, we are any special than anyone else. Uh, 
but I do thank the church family for the anniversary cards that Karen and I received. Uh, quite a few cards uh, humbled by the gifts that were in the cards. Some of the sayings were the same. Go enjoy dinner. So Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, <laughs> we enjoyed dinner at the Horseshoe. It taught me something that I need to pay better attention. A week or so ago when I went into the office, I saw birthday cards on Mary Lou's desk. And I said, oh, it's your birthday? She said, no, that was a couple days ago. I said, well, I apologize for missing. She said, that's okay. You forgot about it last year, too. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm humbled <laughs> that she didn't forget our anniversary. <laughs> yes. I'm humbled that uh, there's the love here that we receive. It hasn't always been that way. I was excited this morning when we showed up in that black truck with the kayaks were there. Because in 38 days, we're going on vacation for a whole month. The Sundays have been filled. Uh, Kevin and I had good conversation the other night. You will be missed. We will miss you. And we'll be back. From Luke's Gospel the 18th chapter. Starting with right around verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd pass by, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. The people in front yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, 
he stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. As the man came near Jesus, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? And he's asking you that question this morning, church. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. The word of God for the people of God. What would you have him do for you? I like uh, Bartabas, the blind man. He just wanted to see. And he knew if he could get to Jesus, Jesus would help him. That's how strong his faith was. So I'm wondering for your struggle this morning. Some of you may not have a struggle in the world. A lot of us do. I think it wonder how strong your faith is. Had a conversation in the garage yesterday with a brother who's sharing some of his struggles. He's been to this doctor and to that doctor and hasn't got much results. Some of you have gone from doctor to doctor, to doctor, to doctor. And you don't get much results. And I said to the brother, for me, it's pretty easy. He said, how's that, pastor? I says, I have enough faith. if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen at McLaren Port Huron or Marlette Community Hospital or a local doctor's office. It's going to happen when Jesus touches you. And then we have a hard time figuring out what took place. I, I, I wonder... I go to the eye doctor in two weeks to have surgery on this eye. It, it's sort of been comical in a sense. When I served at Carroll Church, I was out for a ride with a guy named Gary LaValle. Gary had a great ministry of music. And we're driving in his 1965 truck. And he's grinding the gears. And he 
says to me, Pastor, you let me know if any cars are coming because I'm legally blind. <laughs> and I thought for a minute, oh, God is so good. <laughs> and I had faith that everything would be okay. When Jerry died, he went on to perfection to be with Jesus. I think of a man from the cross schools from the Yale Church, John Sproul, who is legally blind. But I remember him giving his testimony in the Croswell Church. He was given a ride in an airplane. And when, when John read, he could read this close. But when he looked out at you, you'd be a blurb or a blob or a gray spot. But he shared when he got up in the plane and he talked to the father, for a moment, he could count the bales of straw on the ground. God is good. The blind man just wanted to get close to Jesus. And like the nature of the church sometimes be quiet. Be quiet. You can't make noise like that. You can't Jesus. You can't interfere with him. I believe Jesus knew because he's all-knowing. And what did, what did Jesus say? Bring him here. Come closer. What do you want? Jesus asked him that, that I might see. I believe that, and I'll just speak for the United Methodist Church, which I'm a part of. My opinion is that their vision has gotten foggy and they can't quite see Jesus as they once did. Nicholas had shared that we're going to shout. We Methodists used to be the shouting Methodists. We'd make a loud noise wherever we were. They'd hear us singing throughout the community. People would really give their testimony whenever they were called upon. But the world's trying to quiet the church. We live in the world, but we're not to be of the world. Our focus is to be on Christ's cross and to have faith like the blind man and believe and believe. Now I get to bring it a little bit closer. This saving faith from the youngest in the sanctuary or in the building to the oldest in the building, we have the same situation. 
Faith is the condition of the heart. If you believe that Christ will heal you, he will, if you believe. And Pastor, I've got great faith. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, but Christ never healed me. Maybe it's not a physical healing that needs to take place. Maybe it's a spiritual healing that needs to take place. I've shared over and over again about my heart surgery. The medical doctor is saying, I can't promise you that you're going to live. It's not up to the medical doctor. Rugenstein this morning. And if you've worked at the food truck, you see that uh, this woman can work like two or three men. Even when, you know, she fell off her countertop at her house and the screws and the plates that were put in her neck years ago were damaged. And therefore she had to have surgery again to fix it. I said to her, at the last food truck. Would you just please stay home and take care of yourself? And who shows up at the food truck? And who does heavy lifting? Because sometimes we just don't hear what the Father tells us. Peace, be still. Sometimes we need to rest in the Father. Sometimes we need to be quiet in the Father. Sometimes we had to have faith like the mustard seed to trust in the Father and the Holy Spirit for healing to take place. Went to a funeral yesterday in Yale for Tom Stasek. Tom had died several months ago, but because of COVID, they weren't able to have a celebration of life. We celebrated and Tom was one who was a firefighter. And years ago was fighting a fire and the ceiling came down on him. And he was disabled for many years. And I think of the day of his last breath that he suffered no more. There was no beat up body anymore. All time was setting in and he wasn't Clear in his thinking, that's all gone. How strong is your faith this morning, church? I had shared, uh, I was in a conversation this week with a man struggling with his addictions. Been in and out of uh, Three West, the, the psych ward in the hospital. And he said, after about two weeks of being locked up in the psychiatric ward, I realized these people were in worse shape than I was. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to get out of here. He said, I came to the conclusion that if I answered their questions the way they wanted me to, I'd be let out. 
So did, did you ever talk to the father? I don't want to talk about that stuff. Reminded me of uh, my mother-in-law. Approached her one day, Joanne. You know about Jesus? I don't want, I don't want to talk about that stuff. I don't need to hear none of that. But you do need to hear about that. You do need to hear about Jesus. He's the only hope that we have. The blind man's faith. Jesus called him. How strong is your faith this morning, church? Scripture says that Bartimaeus heard that Christ was walking around the people. And all he wanted to do was get close. And you've heard about the one who they cut a hole in the roof and they lowered him down because his faith was so strong if I can get to Jesus he'll heal me. Dare I say this? Some of you have been dealing with the same garbage for a long, long time. And I challenge you in your faith this morning to draw closer to the Father. If you have a spouse, your spouse can't save you. Your kids can't save you. Your job can't save you. Your money can't save you. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you take your last breath this day, woe to you. There's no coming back. You need to be ready today. And then, dare I say, the way we talk about each other, that's a reality. Your microphone is always on. Remember a young lady in the Sutton Sunshine Church? She was a liturgist one Sunday morning, and she had her microphone on. And before service she had to excuse herself and go use the restroom. And lo and behold, she forgot to turn her microphone off. <laughs> and when she came, when, when came out, she was totally embarrassed. Because when she came out, people had told her what was going on. And I said, don't worry about it, Mickey. Our microphones are always on. I may not be able to hear everything you say. And you may not be able to hear everything I say. But he does. Shouldn't we be a little... And what does that have to do with any of this other stuff? It's part of who we are as human beings. That we get so disfocused about the important stuff that the little stuff overruns us. How strong is your faith this morning? <laughs> Eldon, I was supposed to tell you this next time I saw you because Rob stopped by on his way to get Cindy some medicine. And he said, you know, Pastor, Eldon came over and called on Cindy Friday night. <laughs> Aren't you worried about that? I said, not at all, brother. I know she's in good hands. The 
body of believers. We are to check on each other. We're to pray for each other. We're to help each other. We're not to put each other down. But your faith has to be right. You have to have the right relationship with Christ to understand any of the other stuff. What was that other song you sang one time, not long ago? Yeah, when the anchor holds. You have to, when the new piano comes, you do that? Because this side couldn't hear you. And I want them to experience what this side experienced. Bartimaeus' faith succeed by getting close to Christ. How much determination do you have in you to get your relationship right with Christ? He had such a need. All he wanted to do was see. Have you expressed it? You know, you can talk to the Father the same way you talk to each other. Well, some of you might have to fine-tune it a little bit. But just to be able to communicate with the Father. Just to talk to Him. And listen. And He'll meet you at your point of need. There's nothing that you deal with that Christ can't fix for you if you let him. Are you willing to let him? Karen Blankenship, every Sunday she'd have a prayer request. Bless her heart, she got to the point where she would just say, it's me again, Lord. If that has to be you, then that, let that be you. It's me again, Lord. It's me again, Lord. It's me again, Lord. And I'll meet you at your point of need. You'll lack nothing. What, what do you mean, I'll lack nothing? I don't have money to buy groceries. I can't buy medicine. I can't pay my bills. He'll meet you at your spiritual need. And he's faithful to those who are faithful to him. You want to be blessed? Be a blessing. You want to be rich? Commit your life to Christ. You want to be healed and whole? Reach out and touch the hem of his garment. You want to be sure that when you take your last breath, you spend eternity with the Father? He's got to be your Savior while you're on this earth. Then it's too late. I pray for you, church. Let's pray. And I want to share this scripture with you one more time. Jesus heals a blind beggar. As he approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. 
When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked, What's happening? They told him Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people yelled. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? And he's asking you that question this morning, church. What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man answered, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right. Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Father, my prayer for us this morning is that our faith is the size of a mustard seed. Or we can move mountains. Where captives are set free. Where lives are changed. And bodies are made whole. Father, my prayer is that our faith is that strong. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Here I am, Lord. Oh, because he lives? Thank you. I have an old bulletin.
Savior, we give you praise and thanks. We thank you for the freedom we have in this great nation to assemble in your house this day. Now, Father, allow us to go out into the church and let our light shine. May they see Jesus through us. God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen.